You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 126, Apocalyptica. Hosted by Dan Terry. I'm an opinionated, overweight person, and that's that's how, how I roll. Josh Baldridge. I left plenty of holes in it. And Joseph Wren. Jeff is headed for a world of pain. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you think no one expects the Spanish Inquisition Symphony, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Josh. And we're finally talking about Apocalyptica. About goddamn time. My favorite metal band that didn't even have a drummer for many, many years. Hey, they called up Dave Lombardo. It was fine. Oh, it took him four albums to do that. It Who did, needs it did. a drummer when you've got metal cellos? Metal cellos, man. You're running them through like through like guitar amplifiers and fucking. Fuck. Uh, yeah, you're using like guitar effects pedals that are like custom made to make your cellos sound awesome. Yeah. Like, they almost play this shit better than some of the original people they cover. <laughs> they, they really do, man. I the, mean, the, the, the skill required to play some of the stuff and make it sound shit. as metal as it does. Bow oh my down goodness. to these fellas. They definitely surprised me. You know, with, with Apocalyptica, they were a band that I'd always heard of. You know, we all have a copy of, of Apocalyptica Plays Metallica on four cellos. You yeah. Know, by four cellos. You know, it's great. I wish I could tell you the name of the Metallica fan website that mentioned Apocalyptica in 1998. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But I saw it and clicked on it and saw Plays Metallica by Four Cellos and said, okay, this sounds all right. And at that time, they had already released two albums. Inquisition Symphony was out. So I listened to Plays Metallica by Four Cellos and thought, okay, this is cool. It sounds like four cellists in a room with microphones just playing together. Then Inquisition Symphony ramped it up in the audio quality department and it just goes up from there that's what's awesome about these guys you think of like four dudes in tuxedos sitting in a room to quiet you know rich people listening to classical music well one guy's wearing a tuxedo yeah but they're like dudes with like long hair they look like you know four dudes that would work at a gas station or some shit like that (laughs) and they're over here they're metal guys yeah they're over here headbanging to the shit we love to listen to like what's not to like I mean, they're all classically trained. That's one of the biggest things about them. They're classically trained, but they're still like, hey, guys, Creeping Death. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. You know. Like, hey, like I could play the shit out of this cello, but damn it, how can I make it heavy? And I don't really necessarily think they succeeded on the first two albums in being heavy. No. Which we'll get into a little bit later. But that first album, that starts it all off. It is, and it's, it's weird. This is one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had doing the podcast because... It's a band that starts off as kind of a gimmick. Yes. It's we a play niche cello thing. and we like Metallica. Yeah, it's a niche thing. It's like, okay, well, how can you replicate the success? We're metalheads that play cellos. Yeah. Cool. Hey, hey, uh, okay, cool. You guys did some Metallica covers. We've all done Metallica covers. Josh and I did it for years in, in a fucking basement. You know, Joe and I did it for years in a fucking basement. You know, you know it, we've all done Metallica covers. What else you got? And goddamn, did they have, they have some other stuff? They have quite an quite an array of bullshit to pull out that's for sure the most frustrating thing about the early albums is that they contain a lot of covers they're minimal for a long time plays metallica by four cellos is only missing percussion in my eyes i don't care how shitty it sounds it sounds like four cellos in a room together well the cellos can be percussive in places and that is the interesting thing about the band is that they can create percussion where there's not. 
they even play the vocal melodies. Yeah, I mean, and which solos I think really and... adds to it because I was singing, I was singing Metallica's one on the way down here to Apocalyptica, and my daughter was like, "What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? I can't hear you. The music's too loud." And I'm like, "I'm just singing." There's lyrics there, and she's like, "That's that's up for debate." But that's a debate for another time when you have children. Absolutely. No, it's it's cool. You have one guy who plays the rhythm, one guy who plays the lead, someone else plays the lyrics, the other guy plays the solos, percussions. Like, it's a full-fledged, full-working, composed song. You sing right along with it if you know but the lyrics. But it's creeping death. Yeah, like, you know, they don't, obviously they're not going to play it, you know, at a thousand, you know, beats per second, like maybe the original, but they play pretty fucking fast for dudes playing cellos. I mean, I was surprised with this band how fast-paced these guys play, like, like I thought the dude's head was gonna fall off when I'm watching YouTube videos. He's headbanging so hard and going so fast. But how do you headbang and play cello? Exactly. Like find dude, out tonight. Yeah, the dude does it. Like <laughs> these guys are awesome. And so yeah, th- this first album clearly being Metallica fans, it gets you in the door and takes off from there. Plays Metallica by four cellos is a great introduction to the band. However, I think it's the wrong introduction because there were no original songs on the first album. You definitely get the impression that this is a gimmick band. This is a one-time deal. They play these songs well. There, there's no denying that. The, the talent that goes into what they did with this is incredible. I'm just an unpleasable metal fan. I'm like, okay, what else you guys got? You guys listen to anything but Metallica? I mean, my dad listens to Metallica. Come Give on. me more. Can you do Megadeth? Do you got something else up there? Can, what you, else? Guys, can you guys do Sepultura, maybe? Slayer, perhaps? The answer is yes. They can do all of it. And more. And they did. And Inquisition comes out. On 1998's Inquisition Symphony, which took the previous album and put a little more money into it. I want to ask the question now, do European metal fans have more of an imagination than we do? Have you listened to European metal? Several times. These guys kind of get it on a level that I think some Americans really don't get it. We're too dumbed down to get it. It's almost like Americans care too much about the commercial viability of it all. Whereas in Europe, they're like heavy fucking metal. Let's we're, just do that. That's right. Ha- we're going to play heavy and that everyone likes it. And that explains the whole Gothenburg scene, right? Well, the first time I listened to Plays Metallica by Four Cellos, I said this is exactly what it said it was. When I listened to Inquisition Symphony, there's a couple of songs that are original, but primarily it's more metal covers with far better audio quality. I find myself headbanging along to it the same way I do to the actual songs. From a composition standpoint, the only thing I can say is I kept wanting Apocalyptica to have a drummer. And eventually they would utilize a drummer and they do utilize percussion on Cult. But eventually when they get their own drummer, the band doesn't feel the same way. On this album, it's still dark. It's metal as hell. These are songs that you like with a few things thrown in that you've never heard before. Well, I think the biggest difference between the first and this album is the first album is just that. It's classical cellos. Where here on this album, you have distortion kind of weaved into it. You can get kind of that electric sound to it, that electric guitar sound to it that you would typically get from your metal and not just a clean, classic, you know, symphonic notion from it. With here, at least it sounds heavier because they're using distortion. It is heavier because they made it that way. They scored points with me just by calling it Inquisition Symphony because that's my favorite Sepultura song off of Schizophrenia. Like, they nailed it on that. And at first, I definitely got the whole, like, well, they're still a gimmick band because they they really hadn't found their footing yet as a band that wrote original content. So what you get with Inquisition Symphony is an album that is 
not quite sure of itself, so they rely more on those covers, but they diversify greatly on what covers they play. Sure, there's some Metallica songs thrown in there, but then you've got Sepultura songs. You've got a great rendition of Refuse Resist by Sepultura. You've got Domination on there. Like, oh my God, like that's incredible. And They I pull off one. Don't even like that band. <laughs> they play one the only original way I've ever heard it since the San Francisco Symphony. It's a good way to get in and cast a wide net on, on metal fans out there. like While still keeping the people that bought yes. the first album and loved it. Yep. I think Joe's right, though. The lack of drums is very noticeable. I think they do a good job of providing their own percussion with the cellos. The cello by itself can be a percussive instrument if you play it right. And these guys totally understand that. I think the biggest issue I have with Inquisition Symphony is it's like, wow, okay, after I heard Plays Metallica by Four Cellos, I was like, what else you got? Okay. And you do actually get some original songs on here, but they don't really hit well because they're still just four dudes in a room playing cellos. And so you might actually think that it's just them playing maybe a cover of a song that you don't know, but they keep that same metal intensity that they had on Plays Metallica by Four Cellos, so you're okay with it. But I think Inquisition Symphony, I think these two albums complement each other really well, but it's still not like the huge leap forward that you're going to need from a band like this to not think of them as a gimmick band. And they ride the gimmick for a good portion of their early career. I can't fault them for that. If you're known for playing Metallica songs and people come to your show and you play a Metallica song they've never heard you play before on your alternate instrumentation, i.e. four cellos, that's probably what the audience is coming to see. For me, I kept wanting to hear more of what they could do. Then Cult came out in 2000. I do not want to disclose how much money I spent to import this from Europe. Holy shit. But I had to have it for one reason. And that reason is it was a new album by Apocalyptica. And I was a fan at this point. I wanted them to do more. I felt like the guy in the corner of the room that knew you were capable of doing better than what you had been doing up to this point and wanted to see you do more. And I was just waiting for you to do it. And then they put a little video clip on their website back when websites had splash pages that featured Sandra from Guano Apes. I didn't even know who she was. Apocalyptica actually taught me who the Guano Apes were. And Path Volume 2 opens this album. So we went from having four cellos to four cellos and some atmosphere. Now we have four cellos with this idea of Apocalyptica being fully realized, distortion pedals and all. Now we have percussion where it makes sense and we're bringing in a guest vocalist from a band that's known for being heavy, at least kind of new metal and hard rock heavy. What else is there that's missing? How does this band not have a drummer if you're going to do this? To me, it's like they took the steps they wanted to take along the way and they weren't going to allow their band to just be shoved into the corner as a rock band or a metal band with the formula of, well, yeah, you got four cellos, but now you got to have a drummer. And uh, why don't we throw in a guy playing upright bass? They haven't done that yet. Who knows if it'll ever happen. But you're still playing heavy as fuck music. I love this album. This blew me away. It blew me away because this was the next step forward because they're a gimmick band up to this point. Then you hear, yeah, they're putting out this song. It's called Path. It's a single, and it's got the singer It was singer a single from, without the vocals. Yeah, it's got a... And they added that later. But, I mean, to have the singer from Guano Apes was insane because, yeah, sure, 
they were a band that was known for being heavy, you know, playing that like proto new metal kind of sound. But like, she sounds so fucking good on this song. And the band is playing with a level of distortion they've never really busted out before. You can tell they're still playing cellos, but they're doing a lot of really interesting shit with it. And it really blew me away because I was like, oh my God, like, is this band going to actually be a thing? Like, am I going to be buying apocalyptic albums every couple years now? Because if this song is what I can expect, then I'm good. The only issue I have with Cult is that despite having more original material on it, nothing on this album really reaches the same level that Path did. And I think they realized that. I think the fans realized that. This was the most original material they had ever put on one release. I agree. Up to this point. Which moves them out of a gimmick and into something that might be legit. Especially when you have a guest singer from another band on there who's interested in your stuff. It kind of puts you in a whole other realm with other musicians. They still aren't 100% confident in it, though, and that's why you have their version of Hall the Mountain King. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And they throw the Metallica songs in there for the fans. Yeah, they're phasing out covers at this point. Like, you're getting less and less covers, more and more original, starting to get collaborations now. Like, it's becoming a thing. It's snowballing into this crazy entity that's not a gimmick now. And I was like, wow, these guys, this is fucking for real. Like, this is a legit thing I look forward to now. Do you think that they knew whenever they sat down and recorded that Metallica covers album that they were going to reach this point? Maybe not going to reach that point. Maybe it was a pipe dream. They're like, hey, you know, it would be cool to someday, you know, do collabs with, you know, you know, blah, 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 or whoever. Did they maybe envision that? I I don't know. Maybe not. You got to think that they at least, that this this was at least a dream of theirs. That that's where they wanted to go, but weren't sure if they could necessarily get there. Or maybe they were just happy if they get there, great. And if they're just the guys who do... Metallica covers on cello, cool. The text interview I read that I cannot vouch for the source says that they were classical cellists that liked to listen to metal, and they started hanging out together, playing Metallica songs, and when eventually they could all pull off an album worth of songs, they just set up and recorded it. Did they know they were going to become something different or a bit of a commodity? Because they are no longer the only band that does this. There's a band called Two Cellos from Australia that basically does the same thing. I don't give them the credit that I give Apocalyptica because I don't feel like you should be doing the same thing they're doing. I feel like this is their gimmick and it's original enough that I want everybody else to stay away from it. Don't tread on me, Joe. I wish they'd play that song. That actually be pretty good. The album's cool. Like, moving on, when you get, like, these first three albums, it's like the progression of four guys doing covers, four guys doing heavy covers and some original stuff. Now you're doing half original stuff and collabs, and then you get into the next album. And it's, I mean, I would have to say, up to this point, I gotta say, that's probably some of their best original works, because it's more original works and less covers, collabs at this point. Would you agree that the first three albums by Apocalyptica are the first stage of the band? Oh, yeah, by far. This is this marks that kind of beginning of there being a, a different entity at this point. Before we start talking about reflections, I want to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, 
So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. Hey, we love five-star reviews on Discography Discussion, and the reason we like them is because they help us get recommended to people that haven't heard our podcast before. And that is the goal. All podcasts want to get bigger. We want you guys to hear what our opinions are on stuff. And if you want to make that happen, you can leave us a review on any podcasting app that you use. Anything that allows you to leave a review, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us whatever review you think we deserve. 2003 Reflections. Holy shit. It's Apocalyptica. And they called Dave Lombardo to come play drums on some songs. They did, and they even had a session drummer that played on the songs that he wasn't on. I'm a little pissed off that they had to call Dave Lombardo to have a drummer. I don't, I don't know why you're that yeah. pissed off. I mean, jeez, I, I think it was a perfect a match. Better drummer. I mean, who do you yeah, want? Joe, who do you did want? they have picked a better thrash drummer? Do you want uh, like Lars, Lars Ulrich? Or? <laughs> I think Lars would have said no, thank you. I want Apocalyptic. They're, they're, they're too good. They're too good for stuff's Lars. This way too complex. I was gonna say, I love, like, <laughs> Lars wouldn't. No, sorry, Lars. I want Apocalyptica to be a band that doesn't need guests to justify their existence or to exist further. With that being said, reflections. It's Apocalyptica playing mostly original material. They have Dave Lombardo, and they are fast, thrashing to the end of the fucking song, and they're playing cellos. Does anybody else have a problem with this? Uh, No, because it's fucking awesome to hear something original in this vein of metal cello. I'm going to call it metal cello. I don't know why, but I feel like that's a great term for this. I have no problem with this. This is where they come out fully confident. Like, hey, we can we can make an instrumental metal album that's going to be interesting to people. We're going to have a famous name on it, and that's fine. This is where they start showing off their chops. Like, hey, listen, we were inspired by all these great bands that we covered before, but we want to show you some of the stuff that we came up with. And I can't complain about it at all. No. They still have the guest vocalists on a couple sure, songs. Sure, but it, Which is but cool, it's still original songs. Yeah, like Except for Seaman. That's a Rammstein song. I like that one though, but that's it just because he sounds really fucking he's not, weird. Because he's, he's not doing his typical shtick. He's it's yeah, it's a different setting for him. It's a lot of fun, and I remember Apocalyptica being a really big deal around around 2005. Like everybody being like, "Dude, if you heard this new album," and I honestly I hadn't at the time. I I still was like Inquisition Symphony and plays good plays Metallica by Four Cellos. I I didn't know that Apocalyptica was putting out good shit. You know, so, you know, between that, those years of, like, 2004, 2005, Reflections that came out, it took me a while to get that. I got it towards the end of the album cycle, and they had they were already starting to announce that they were going to put out a self-titled, and I was kind of like, okay, these guys have been apparently doing a bunch of shit that I don't know about, so I need to jump on because I really liked what they had going on. And the biggest question I had is, can they be heavy? And sustain it. And the answer is... Absolutely. <laughs> 2005. Bet your, bet your Apocalyptica. ass Good album. I mean, where do you start with this? I like to start with Life Burns. That's the first song on the album. And these songs are a little bit longer than I think Reflection, too. So for dudes playing cello as fast as they are, you would think that you can only sustain that for so many minutes. But these dudes go on for four, five, six minutes on some of these songs. Like, that's hardcore. That's balls to the walls if you're a celloist. It's weird to me that they keep the pace that they do. Oh, hard, easily. Like, these guys are like a thousand miles a minute. They're they're quick. That They definitely embody that kind of like speed metal, thrash metal kind of sound. 
I think they lack a little bit of the rawness that a lot of heavier bands have. But keep in mind they're playing cellos; they're not playing guitars. Yeah, you got to you got to keep that in mind. The These- approach, the approach is almost completely alien. You're looking at four people. These guys could sit down tomorrow and play any classical fugue for hours, and it'd be beautiful. They're classically trained. Definitely. And they want to play metal on the weekends just like everybody else. They just chose not to use a different instrument that would be considered a stereotype of that style. No, I have this cello. I'm going to play my cello. I think the interesting thing at this point, too, that I, I was thinking about earlier is who you, there's no one to compare them to. Like, there's not anybody out there that you go, oh, they remind me of this band or reminds me of this style or reminds me of, you know, this blah, blah, blah. So being as, as somebody that's on the forefront of this kind of would would this be considered a market? Is this a niche market? I mean, it's not a gimmick anymore at this point. Like, it's kind of a niche market because yeah, you can't call them a gimmick because they're not relying solely on cover songs. No, they're starting to kind of kind of spread their wings a little bit and be a band that you can just enjoy without having to worry about what genre it is, without having to worry about you know if they're if they're playing the chops exactly like a, an established metal band would be playing. Max Cavalera doesn't play the song that way, Dan. Right. They're, they're do- well, Max Cavalera played a guitar with three strings. Uh, so Four. Three. <laughs> it was three or four. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I'm not that I have that Just direct. give him a call. Later. Not, not, that, I, not <laughs> that I have that direct line, yeah. but you know what I mean. Uh, so Apocalyptic is self-titled. This is them really being on their own. Like they, They've already put out Reflections, which was largely just their own stuff. And so now they're experimenting more with vocals. I mean, they had experimented with vocals before having guest vocalists, but Apocalyptica, they, they kind of tried to double down on that and have more vocal songs. And I think it works really well because the nature of it being cello-driven music makes the songs a little bit more heartfelt, a little bit more real. There's and a it, different adds, it adds like a finesse, like this neoclassical kind of melancholy to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah, and I... I really enjoy that. It makes me feel smarter listening to it. That's right. Even My, though I know it's just in a placebo effect, it, you know, I'm not really smarter. They class it up for us. Absolutely. It's, it's classy as shit. Damn and I right it, it is. Yeah. Do as you think here and drink our beer. they're trying to fit in in 2005, though? The album can't sound the same as Reflections or Cult because there is more going on. Specifically, they have a drummer now. I don't think they're trying to fit in. Fit into what, though? Like... There's Modern heavy metal, hard rock, popular audiences. If this is the, if that's the goal, then absolutely not. I just think they're just doing their thing because they like to do it. Like, did the general populace just start to notice who Apocalyptica was? Then I think so. I think it took a while for the people that were like, "Oh, it's a gimmick." Sure, to, to, to get, to over, get it. over the gimmick part and be like, "Okay, can I listen to an entire full length album of?" cello-driven metal songs. Sometimes there might be a vocalist on there that I know already and sometimes not. And I, I think the answer is yes. I think I think that I was completely entertained. I was very surprised by some of the stuff that I heard. And that's not just that's not just on the strength of a guest vocalist or even a guest drummer. I was like, these are good songs. And I'm going to keep listening to them. After this episode, I'm going to be like listening to this band all the time. I don't think they were looking for the people or looking for the fans. I think the fans... I don't think... Yeah, they weren't looking... They didn't, they didn't get into this for the fans. They get in for the popularity to try. I think they just did it because it was something they enjoyed doing. If it was successful, great. And in that mindset, people got over the gimmick idea, and I think it started to develop quite a following. If you weren't sold before, this next 2007's oh. Worlds Collide 
They drop a bombshell on us. My favorite outside of the Metallica-based stuff. They get Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Stone Sour. Oh, my favorite fucking song in this whole collection. One of their biggest hit songs, if a band like this has hit songs. Yes, this is. Which is I'm Not Jesus. Hate or love Corey Taylor, he is awesome vocalist on this track. We've said before, he may be the greatest modern vocalist in heavy metal. He's definitely up there. I mean, the dude is, like I said, you know, whether you like him or, or, or not, the dude, you got to give the respect to that guy for sure. He's so versatile. Very. I and mean, to just be look able at the to bands. walk into a band like oh. Apocalyptica and be like, all right, I'm going to add my own thing to this, and but it's going to meld so well with what you guys are doing. Oh. Nobody complains. They're like, dude, do it. Drop Fucking it. Fucking music video for it. Yep. Everything. I mean, it was it was incredible. And I remember the first time I heard that song, I actually heard that on the radio. And that just shows like how far this band that started off playing Metallica covers. On cellos on alone. Cellos alone. Clean yeah. cellos. Now they've got drums, they've got distorted like metal fucking cellos, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they've got Corey Taylor in the studio. See, it's like at this point, people want to be involved with them. You like, how could you not want to have you know, have anything to do with this? Band? I can imagine this was not a hard sell. No, God, they no, not approached at all. Corey Taylor and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do a song with us?" And he's Fuck like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, let's do <laughs> I'm it." In. I'm in. I'm already there. I'm standing right behind you. That's right. You, you don't let's, even have to hear for people call mine. Yeah, I will directly call you. Let's just do it. Yeah, here's my here's my cell. We'll make it happen. This was just a, this was just a damn good. I think up until this point, as far as original material, this is their best album because it's all original. It's also not classic thrash influenced. It's oh, more no. of a hard rock. This is what the band would sound like if we just wrote songs with vocalists. Yep. I can't say for sure because I was not involved in the process, but I believe this album was put together basically because their American distribution had changed. Yes. And they wanted a record that featured Apocalyptica, but also featured American recognizable musicians. Somebody really safe, like Corey Taylor. So you've got your Corey Taylor. I mean, there's guitars on this album. There's everything that's not Apocalyptica. So it's more of a Apocalyptica's here, but with friends. That's right. Special guest with. I don't have a problem with that. It's just a bit of an oddball in their discography. That damn American audience. It's like Godzilla 2014. Uh oh. It's basically a Godzilla movie, but tweaked slightly for an American audience because we're Americans, right? The bad guy in a giant monster movie is always a mantis. So if we're going to have Apocalyptica, a band that somebody higher up says that no one knows about and we need to make sure they can recognize something about this. Let's get Corey Taylor to sing on it. That person is just ignorant to the fact that this band has been around for 10 years and metalheads were fully aware of who they were and what they were doing. So we didn't need you to push this album on us, but as an album, it's a good release. Yeah, but I kind of liked what they did there. I think it worked. It definitely sold me. I mean... To hear a song like I'm Not Jesus was huge for the band. And like, because for me, I hear so many bands all the time that when people are like, check out this new band, check out this new band, check out this band, it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me. But to have something strong like this kind of kind of cut through all that shit and be like, no, dude, Apocalyptica, this band you've been listening to for years, they're still kicking ass. And, and this is how they, they've got these people on. So if you're not sold just on them, you know, they've, they've got the strength of a Corey Taylor. I was going to say, Corey, Ta- Corey Taylor endorsed. Corey Taylor took the mask off for this one. Oh, 
for a faux <laughs> show. And then you're like, I like this album. What else can they do for me? What's well, next? Well, in, tw- <laughs> in 2010, they tried to do it again. Maybe the try part is a little negative. I don't mean it to. It's just that, like, you have Gavin Rosdale, so I was, like, fully erect for that. Yeah. And then it did, it what he put face. out was kind of like, uh, I could have done without that. The song almost sounds better without him on it. Still a good album, but there were some uh, there were some ups and downs with this one. Well, they got they got Gavin Rosdale, they got Brent Smith, they got Dave Lombardo back for a few tracks. They got uh, Joseph Duplantier from Gojira, which to me was one of the best fucking songs on this record. And if you don't like Gojira, well, just get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you're, you're not, you can't be part of it. Get our, out of my house. You can't be right, part of my club. Right <laughs> fucking now. Just turn this podcast off after we're done and get out. 100%. I like how you said after we're done. <laughs> Don't yeah. stop listening. That's yeah, right. I mean, that song's really interesting to me because Apocalyptic is trying to do the Gojira thing to match his vocal. Holy you know, and it's, it's funny because, like, nobody can recreate what Gojira does, but... If somebody, if some, if you could, if you could give an award for the best try, they get it. They, Apocalyptic gets it. Absolutely, they, they've got. You're the that, gold medalist in trying. They've got that. <laughs> they've, yeah, they've got that techie, you know, um, death metal kind of kind of sound, and it just shows how versatile this band is. Because I won't lie, I, it bothered me that they went from playing like really traditional metal songs to their big singles being more of like a hard rock radio yeah. type sound. And that's even true of like I'm like Jesus, I'm not Jesus, which was like a really like hard rock we, song. We slobbered all over that song, yeah. but like to be honest, it, it is just a hard rock song. It's not a metal track. So to hear them be versatile enough to be able to kind of accommodate for something like a Gojira vocalist is pretty amazing. It just shows how versatile the musicians are overall. It was still really good though. It's shocking to listen to a band in 2010 that. 15 years ago was just four guys, their cellos, and some microphones. And now, whether they're doing it or the label is doing it, they've made enough friends, everybody knows who they are, that they can put out a release like this that is more of a featurette of the artists that they like. Not necessarily who was influencing them up to this point. It's like taking the training wheels off. If the training wheels are the Metallica covers and the Sepultura covers and the Pantera covers, you get this far in the band's career and it's very much like taking the training wheels off of a bike and a kid riding and he looks back and he says, look at this, Dad. I'm doing it. I'm doing it on my own. I'm actually doing it. And you're yeah. like, turn around, son. The wall's right there. Bam. Yeah, that's that's where Apocalyptica has been since Reflection. They're, they're riding on their own. They're branching off in their own territory. And I fucking love it. How could you not though? Like, yeah, I mean, like it's, again, it's we, cool. The we're not cool going to keep you saying over and over. Like, how the cool factor outdoes all of it. Yeah, like it's just I don't metal guys playing cellos. <laughs> and it's still that simple. Yeah, but it's still so much more than that. Yep, they add layers and layers each time. Each album gets bigger and more grand. And when we get to 2015, they actually just hire a singer. Yeah, they're just it's like, we're just going to a full-fledged band now. 20 years to actually put a band together. But hey, you know, they did it at some point, at least, Joe. At least at some point. He's good. He's a good I'm vocalist. I'm shocked that this is what they decided to do after He's all this time. He's good. He's incredible. So if they, if they have this guy in the beginning, do they get to be where they're at today? I'm not sure how Apocalyptica would have been received in the early 2000s if they were a metal band with cellos 
a lot of people would have been saying, you need to get some guitars, and then the cellist can just play the symphonic pieces and make it really atmospheric. And then they would be fighting the uphill battle of, no, we're the metalheads. We're playing metal with our cellos. When you strip down to just those four guys, you can't come back and say, well, you need to get a guitarist. You need to get a bassist if you're going to play metal. Then you get guys like me that say, why don't they have a drummer? Because this is heavy. They should have a drummer. And eventually they added one. So up to this point, we weren't judging them because they either were an instrumental band or they were a band that featured vocalists that we knew. Now they have to stand on their own two feet and actually finish the job. Because now he's got to go back and sing one when they play it live. He's got to go back and sing uh, Path. He's got to sing. resist. He's got to sing I'm Not Jesus. Just don't put it in the set. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder, because uh, I haven't seen them live with this singer. They I were don't here know, just recently, too. I, wish I don't know gone. if they're playing the cover songs with vocals, but I'm sure all their hits, they kind of have to, right? Um, I know as far as, like I said, they were here oh, what was it, last August, so within the last year. This has to be how they solve the problem of we're Apocalyptica. We can't tour and play I'm Not Jesus. We've got to get somebody that can actually pull this they off. Have this guy can, does though. It. They have somebody, like their vocalist does it, but like when they do their Metallica covers, they don't necessarily, they don't sing the parts, they just do the cover as they did on the first few albums. Because I think the impressive part of the Metallica covers was how they played the vocal the melody as well as, as the, yeah, it's part of the piece, but they have to sing I'm Not Jesus. They have to sing Path. They have live albums. If you guys really dig this group, they definitely have live albums to check out, so you'll be able to listen to that live. Yeah, too. like yeah, definitely absolutely. comment, comment, let us know what they're singing, what they're not singing. They're just a, they're just a good band. I mean, this is a good album too. I like the vocalist. He does a good job. It blends well. It's still metal. It's still cellos. It's still frantic yet melodic, hypnotizing, emotional at the same time. It's just a, it's just a it's just a good good product that they put out there from day one. Do you think we're going to be talking about this band in five years? I didn't think we'd be talking about them today. I would like to think so because they have, I mean, they're so great at what their craft is. I got to think that there's just, the, the, the ideas are limitless with a band like this. Like what you could do as far as incorporating classical music and metal. They are actually original. Whereas a lot of bands we like because they sound kind of like other bands. That sure, we like. it's fair. And then maybe they're a little bit of an innovation to that. But this band is innovative in a very different, you know, organic way. And so I think the sky's kind of the limit with these guys. I highly recommend them. Check them out, people. Final thoughts on Apocalyptica. Josh. If you have ever liked any sort of string instrument and you like metal and you like great sounding, heavy, fan-driven combination crossover music check these guys out they have a great discography there's not too many down points in there where you go ah skip the collaborations they've done the covers that they've done it's just a good listen from track one of album one all the way to the end of the track and the latest album you can sit down and listen to this at home in your car you can there's there's no there's no certain way to digest how great this band is damn what about you I have to agree with Josh. It's it's heavy metal played with cellos, man. You've never heard that before. Don't don't lie and say that you have. You haven't. I don't give a shit who else is doing this. These guys were doing it first. We're talking to you, elitists. How you doing? 
nobody else has really done it to the level that they've done it. And so if you like a little bit more sheen, a little bit more of a classical bend on metal, Apocalyptica is your band. If you're all brutal all the time, you may not dig this, but I dig it, and I'm all brutal most of the time. So uh, I, I, they're definitely worth a listen if you haven't checked them out yet. Apocalyptica was playing classical metal when it wasn't cool. They're a band that started because they like metal. They loved Metallica, they played Metallica. Today, they're an original band with an original sound, an original style, and they keep building on their foundation. I don't think this band has ever stepped backwards, so you need to be listening to them because I don't know what they're gonna do next. Every time I think Apocalyptica is as good as it can get, they do something else. Damn, what's your album of the week? Decoding Transmissions from the Mobius Strip by Zayo. It's only two songs, but check it out. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Uh, keeping in the Apocalyptica instrumental crossovers, I have been listening a lot to Giant Robot from Buckethead. He was just in St. Louis recently, and I missed the show, but I'm a huge Buckethead fan, so check anything you got to do with him out. Awesome, awesome, awesome guitar player. For me, it's Guano Apes, Proud Like a God. I didn't find Guano Apes until very late in life, and I'm upset with myself. As you should be. You're missing out. Jeff Jeff can tell you a lot about that. Hey, y'all. Do I get to mention that Apocalyptica played with Metallica at their 30th anniversary show? They did. And it was amazing. The three night or four. Every, every fucking buddy did. I mean, they had, they had everybody alive. They even brought Newstead back. <laughs> that was the smartest decision they could have made. Made Gave Jason some more money for a little while. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you might be wondering, how come they haven't talked about my favorite band yet? Well, the problem is, is we can't read your minds and we don't know what your favorite band is. So you have to tell us. There's a couple of different ways you can tell us. You can join us on our Discord server. If you click on the link in the show notes, you will get invited to our Discord server and you can ask us there. You can also ask us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can join our official group. You can ask us whatever questions you want to ask or just chat or let us know what you're listening to. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Discuss Metal Dan or Discuss Metal Joe or just at Discuss Metal. We check all three of them, so it works out for you. You can also send us an email at show at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. And on that note, this has been episode 126 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please, send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. Money, good. Comments, good. Good.